Welcome to So Here's the Thing, where we share candid conversations that lift the veil on what it takes to find success, even if that means sharing a few unpopular opinions. I'm your host, Leili Amati. Grab some coffee or a cocktail, and let's get real. All right, you guys, welcome back to the show. I'm really excited to be joined by Promise Tangeman. She is the CEO and creative director of the web design company, Go Live. And she has over 10 years of design and strategy experience. She's been featured in Forbes and BuzzFeed. But more than anything, she loves helping creative entrepreneurs launch what they love and start living their dream. And that is why I am so thrilled to have her on the show. I actually stumbled across Promise on TikTok a couple of weeks ago of all places. Clearly, I've been living under a rock or something because I followed her back to Instagram and I fell down this rabbit hole of all of the amazing content that she puts out there. And I knew immediately that I had to have her on to chat all about social media, all about strategy, because it's actually pretty rare for me to have that clear of a path followed in terms of like social media following. So I'm excited to have her on. Um, Welcome on Promise. I'd love to hear a little more about kind of your entrepreneurial journey, how you started, how you got to where you are, and then we can jump in and dive into social strategy. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And I love our connection and how we met. I've only been on TikTok for a couple of weeks, so it was really encouraging when I got your email um, to know that real connections can start from social media. So I love that. Yes, I have been doing this for 10 years. I graduated from design school. I double majored in graphic design and fine art. And when I graduated, I had a really hard time finding a job that kind of embodied all my creative passions and finally got a job as uh, a lead graphic designer at a church. And a year into that, I realized that I really like doing my own thing because while I was looking for a job, I started freelancing and really started to get my hustle on. I started a blog. And so I started freelancing online and yeah, like what I said, a year into it, I was like, I really like doing, I really like freelancing and I wonder where that could go. And it was really interesting because at the time, this was, you know, more than 10 years ago now, um, there wasn't a lot of female graphic designers online. A lot of the industry was dominated by male designers and web designers. So I really found a very unique niche because at the time, a lot of female business owners were starting to pop up and they were drawn to me for my aesthetic and just my process and and all of that and they would most likely find me from my blog and stuff so that is where I really started and I was just doing freelancing on my own and then as the demand grew I had to come to the realization like hmm should I grow to a team should I just remain myself like how is this all going to work and so over time I've just slowly grown the business and now there's about 14 of us on the team all across the country and we have a, a few in a couple of different countries too. Um, so yeah, it's been quite the journey, a lot of fun. And I just really have found a passion for helping other creative entrepreneurs launch what they love, like what you mentioned. I Nothing gets me or my team fired up more than just being able to help other people pursue their dreams, launch what they love, and um, you know start to kill it online. And a lot of our clients have been able to quit their full-time job to pursue their passion, hire their husbands on. Um, triple their business. So that to me is just so exciting. I love that. I think um, a lot of your story resonates with me just in the same respect. It's really interesting to see kind of the creative industry as a whole, no matter what kind of niche you're in. As a photographer, when I entered the photography realm, it was still pretty heavily male dominated as well. And so it's just really interesting to see that kind of grow. And I, I love hearing kind of how you brought on 
and grew your team and how you've kind of been able to still serve that audience and also kind of pivot into helping other people pursue their dreams, which I, I always, I'm such a fan of paying it forward and continuing on that kind of um, ripple effect of of helping other people grow and flourish. I love that. I know that as a designer, um, you have kind of like one audience. And I also know that you do a lot of speaking. You're also educating. You're helping other businesses um, grow and and reach their goals. How do you handle wearing all of those hats when you're marketing to all those different audiences? Uh, like I said, I found you on TikTok and then I I followed you to Instagram and I felt like I, I knew exactly what you did. Like there was no question that you were obviously like CEO of your design company, but you were also an educator and also a speaker and content creator. Like how do you manage to kind of find that balance so well? I think that's such a good question. And I feel like I get this question often or I'll run into businesses or entrepreneurs that kind of want to do all the things. And I think the secret to doing all the things is to just focus on one thing. And then it's a ripple effect. Like, oh, you get all the other things from becoming really good at that one thing. And so I really uh, like to focus on the marketing of our design business. And I have different avenues in which I do that. We, we teach a very, um, over the years we've developed like a streamlined curriculum that we teach. So we offer custom web design for our clients and we also offer website templates. So a lot of our curriculum is teaching our DIYers how to launch their own website. And so we've developed a lot of really unique curriculum um, around that and we don't sell it. We uh, use it as a marketing tool. So when someone buys our product, then we're able to offer all of this um, advice and help and education. So I really like to focus my marketing around the area of the business that's the most scalable. And so for us, that's the website templates. So we really stick to the curriculum that we teach. And then from there, I feel like I've gotten speaking inquiries and I'm able to weave more personal things into my, my personal Instagram. Um, so just for reference, we have a, my business is called go live and we have an Instagram dedicated to go live. And then I have a ded Instagram dedicated, just a personal Instagram that has kind of grown over time. So, so yeah, so all the design stuff and education stuff is really, really focused on the, on the go live account. And then on my personal account, I look at it as just a personal account. I try to use my influence and my following to help transition people over to go live and funnel that. Um, so that's the ultimate goal with both of the accounts. However, when you follow me on my personal one, you're going to also get some personal things kind of dripped in there. So yeah, so, but I really try to, my ultimate goal is just to promote go live and help people with the content that we create. And I feel like from that people start to tune into what we're doing and then I'll get speaking inquiries and podcast interviews. Like I get to be on here with you. So I, I would say that's probably how that all has, has come about. Yeah, that totally makes sense to me. Um, how important do you think it is to kind of niche down in terms of social media marketing? I know that you said you really focus on one thing, and I think that's that's really great advice. I think a lot of times people ask, you know, like how many roles are too many? For example, if you were, you know, did graphic design and photography and you were a speaker, obviously, like I feel like you kind of answered that in the first question of like speaking is kind of something that just kind of comes with the territory, right? Like as you yeah. start to build credibility and as you start to build notoriety, people will reach out to you and you can kind of grow that side of your business. But if you had like one or two different focuses, like when you're, when you're trying to market it on social media, how many, how many roles are too many? And like, yeah. how do you, how do you decide how to balance all of that? 
Yeah, I think, I think that's a good question. Having a niche in general is so important. And this is something that I preach daily just because I've seen my business explode because I've niched down. So when I very first started, I literally, and I use this as an example all the time, I literally offered fine art. So graphic, like painting and all different mediums of painting. I offered design. I did wedding invitations and band t-shirts and branding. I did photography. So I did like senior portraits and weddings. And then I also sold, which is, I think this is just like the cherry on top. I made and constructed these um, dinosaur necklaces. <laughs> so I like did the whole thing. And at the time I had one, a mentor kind of speak into my life. And at the time it really hurt my feelings. He's like, promise, like, I love what you do and you're very creative. However, I, I never know how to explain to other people what you do. And I end up, I find myself saying, oh yeah, she's just this really creative girl. And like, just does all this really cool stuff. However, that's not very memorable. He's, he was really good at marketing, I must say, but he's like, however, that's not very memorable to people. Like when I ask them, you know, what you do, they don't remember what you do because you do so many things. And it's hard to recommend you because, you know, when you try to be everything to everyone, you're really nothing to nobody. Um, so I really took on that challenge and I was like, okay, I think I'm going to niche down. And when I did, that is really when I saw my business blow up. Um, because people knew exactly what I did. They were able to tell their friends about you. We had a very um, specific niche of being very fast at what we do. And so anyone who needed a website like ASAP, you know, people would say, oh, you need to go to this company because they do them really fast. I think that's so important. And then again, that translates over to your social media. So when somebody stumbles upon your social media profile, they want to know what to expect. So if they can see a pattern in what you're posting, it's very clear that, hey, when I'm, when I'm hitting follow on this account, I can expect to see content similar, similar like this. Um, however, if you're doing way too many things and you know, you're posting various things that I would maybe wouldn't see when I was, when I hit follow, then I might unfollow you because I don't really know what you're doing. And it's not very clear and you don't really, you're not really bringing an angle of value to me. Um, so I think that's really important. That's why our go live account is just very strictly graphic design, our clients, our tips and tricks and all that. And you know, some people say, well, how come your personal Instagram is a, has a larger following than your go live account. And it's interesting that people notice that. And however, our go live account is lapping me in followers. We get way more followers than on our go live account than I get. And that's just because I have a lot of personal things thrown in there. I have, you know, design tips and um, hair tips and like just my babies on there, you know? So I feel like on my personal Instagram, people follow me just to follow me. However, that's why, and this is just case in point, like being consistent with your social media, having a clear niche is going to uh, more rapidly gain a new audience because people know what to expect. So our go live account is, is laughing me for sure. Yeah. I love that point. And I think it's, I don't know what it is about this topic, but it's really difficult for people to niche down. Like I, it's not difficult so much like mentally, but to actually follow through with it, I've have found to be very difficult for the people that I, that I've at least worked with to actually follow through on being like, okay, I'm going to give this time and see what happens if I just focus all my energy on one thing. Because I think, especially as entrepreneurs, we're kind of like, wanting to do all the things we're good at. Cause we're like, Oh, the more we do, the more result will come from it, but that's not necessarily true. So I appreciate you sharing that. Cause I, I think we could all probably stand to like improve in that area, especially for people who are like multi-passionate entrepreneurs. Like just because you're saying focus on one thing right now, it doesn't mean you can't do any of the other things in the future. You're just, you know, I feel like people think you're, you're, 
oh, if I say I'm doing this and I can never pursue the other things I'm passionate about, but that's not necessarily true, right? Oh my gosh. And this is something again, that I tell so many of my creative entrepreneurs that I'm coaching or training is everyone wants to have all of their passions in their business. And I tell them, you do not have to, you can have hobbies on the side. What, what do you know? <laughs> you can have a hobby. You can, I still paint all my artwork in my, in my living room is my personal artwork. And in the mean, in, in like in between times or when I want to be creative, I get my paint on. And so and I, I can make those dinosaur necklaces if I still want to. They just don't all have to be in your business. Um, and that's really where you water down your true message is when you have just too many things going on. So yeah, I love to advocate that people can have hobbies and just things they do for creative inspiration and outlet. And, and I think that makes us better creatives. It makes us better at actually what we're doing for a paid occupation is if we can have that creative outlet. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like how many times have we heard from creatives who are like, oh, well, this used to be my hobby, but now I don't have hobbies anymore because now it's my business. It's like, well, maybe if you choose one thing, you would still have hobbies. Yes, totally. Hey, my fellow creative friend, I know that being a business owner comes with a ton of admin work, but it does not have to feel overwhelming. Today's show is brought to you by HoneyBook, the CRM for creatives that I personally use in my own business. HoneyBook has made my client management, accounting, and contracting so much easier. Plus, the back end is gorgeous and very user-friendly. You can try HoneyBook for free today, plus get 50% off your first year by heading to our show notes and using the referral link there. Trust me when I say from personal experience, HoneyBook is life-changing. One thing I really noticed about your social media and your like content creation is that I feel like a lot of the content that you're creating and putting out there, regardless of the platform, at least just from scrolling through, is you have so much fresh content that you're creating. Like, Do you have any tips or action steps for people to create content consistently, but also still have time to do everything else? Because I know a lot of people struggle with, oh, well, I don't have time to work on content creation or like coming up with fresh content because I have like a, li- a client you know, to-do list that's as long as you know, my wall, like, what do I do? So I just was curious if you had any action steps for them. Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, so my team, we do a few things when we're coming up with content. We love to what I call splinter the content. So let's just say you do one webinar. There is so much information that you're giving out in that one webinar. And so I am not ashamed to reuse content, do it in the different mediums and the different formats. Take, you can even take like one paragraph that you say, just like one little tip in your webinar that you give and you can make a TikTok video out of it. You can make a blog post out of it. You can make an, an email opt-in out of it. You can make a story and an Instagram post. So that's really what we do um, for our company. We come up with, you know, let's just plan out the next few months. What, what, what are we gonna be talking about? What are the webinars coming up? And then what kind of content can we extract out of that? And then we actually keep a, a list and a big document that has all of our tips in it, like even little short nuggets here and there. So if we're ever wondering like, what should we post today? We can just grow, grow, grab a helpful tip from our, our tip doc <laughs> and throw that into social media. So yeah, and especially if you do this over the years, you'll come up with quite an archive of content for your viewers. And so it just becomes so easy to, to just like grab and go in some ways. But yeah, I, and I don't mind reusing content at all, especially on platform to platform. I know sometimes people are like, oh, that's kind of like a no-no. Um, but I have found that I miss so many social media posts from people. And so does everyone around us. Like we're just following a lot of people. You're not checking all the time. And so I reuse those, I reuse stuff over and over and over again. And 
no one has ever said like, you already posted that. <laughs> Maybe they're just not saying that, but, um, but yeah, I feel like you get a new audience, even posting different times of the day, different people are, are looking at different things. So splintering and reusing is what we do. Yeah, I really appreciate you sharing that because I feel like people are so hesitant to reuse or repurpose, but I do think, I mean, I miss like 70% of what people on that I follow on Instagram are posting. So it is nice to have kind of access to it in different formats and in different platforms. And also we're kind of getting new followers. Well, the hope would be that you're getting new followers and a new audience kind of regularly. You're, it's growing and people are just now discovering you. So if you had posted something in the past two weeks that you also posted a few months ago, like I wouldn't know that you posted it a few months ago, but now I'm able to kind of benefit from that fresh content that you've put out in front of my eyes. Cause I'm one of your newer followers. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Speaking of growing your audience and getting out in front of, you know, more eyes and more people in a more continuous basis. Do you have any tips for people who are wanting to grow their audience? I know you said that, you know, you've got like your two accounts and your two different people and your, or your two different audiences and your different kind of people that you're marketing and getting out in front of. Do you have a few tips for people who are wanting to grow their audience? Yeah, I would say create helpful content, um, that people, I mean, cause that, that's really where I end up following people is when I can find something that's going to be helpful for me in it. And as humans, subconsciously, we're not trying to think this way, but subconsciously we think what's in it for us. Right. And so when you, when someone stumbles on your account, either whatever social media channel it is, you want them to hit follow because they're going to get gain something helpful out of it. So if you're again, providing those niche tips, those, that niche advice, then yeah, they want it. What, what they've seen is what they want more of, right? So you want to provide more of that. So um, create helpful content. And then I would say be a content machine. I think sometimes I'm guilty of this. I'll do a post and then like, Oh, what, what's it doing? Like what kind of likes and what kind of comments and oh, I didn't get very many. And then I'm just like, nah, I don't want to post anymore. And I almost put too much effort and too much. Um, I overthink posts and something I'm realizing is, um, and Gary V talks a lot about this is just get it out there, but be posting. So, and this is something that we do really well on our go live account. We just post, 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 post. We don't even really think, you know, is this going to get a lot of likes or is this going to get a lot of comments? We just post what we're up to, post what we're doing, post our client work. The more we're posting, I feel like the more it looks like we're busy, we're knowledgeable. Um, we, we have a direction and we're, we're driven and we know where we're going and people want to hop on board when they know, when they see that we're going somewhere <laughs> or it looks like, at least like, it looks like we're going somewhere. Right. Um, but I feel like when you just kind of post every now and then and are like almost intimidated to post, you don't know how it's going to do you just really lose traction. The more you post, the more interaction you're going to get and the farther your account is going to go. So I say become a content machine and be consistent with it. I know that's a, a silly advice, but I've seen that with our go live account. We are very consistent. We post two posts a day and we've been doing that for the last few years. And just the act of posting twice every day on our feed is shows that consistency really pays off. I'm not very consistent on my personal one. I have to say, but on our go live one, we put a lot of effort and a, a lot of strategy behind, behind doing that. And that's really, really worked for us. Yeah. I really think that there's something to be said about consistency. I mean, in, in so many different places, but, but even in something like this, just having people know that content is coming their way is probably going to keep them around longer, especially if they've already went to the effort of following you in the first place. So I love that. And, and I know that we always hear like, 
your post, like everything should be either, um, you know, something that teaches someone or entertains them or educates them or inspires them. And I, I love that as well, but I love it with the caveat that you just mentioned of not worrying so much about the potential performance of each post and worrying more about like, is the content solid? Is it there? Like, do I believe in it? Do I stand behind it? And if so, I'm going to put it out there. And if people, you know, respond to it or not, I'll have another one tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah. And I, I feel like it's been a good experiment with TikTok for me. Cause I feel like I could, I've only been on it for a few weeks, but I was just, I just told myself, I'm going to give it a month and I'm going to post one to three times a day and just see what happens. And I feel like that really helped me not worry about how they did, but my, the, the goal was just to post, post a couple times a day of the content that I love and, and feel like a solid content. And, and then, you know, some of them have gone viral, I guess on a small scale, gone viral. And I've been like, oh, okay, interesting. But I'm not getting caught up with that or stuck on that. I'm just like, okay, what's the next one? Um, so I feel like that's been a good case study for me. Yeah, I think that's so, it's really refreshing to kind of hear that outlook because I don't know. I mean, I'm on, so I'm obviously on TikTok and I'm scrolling because that's how I found you, but I really don't use it for business at all. It's like videos of my cats and <laughs> like random compilations. I have done some for like my high school seniors and my photography business, but it, it is, it's kind of inspiring to see somebody be like, well, I'm just going to give it a chance because, and, and I'm a prime example of how it's already worked. So I really love that. And I think it's a really refreshing just reminder for people to be like, it's okay. You don't have to have perfection right off the bat. You don't have to have a huge following right off the bat. Like we all start from zero. And so giving it kind of a realistic and specific timeline of like, I'm going to give it a month and I'm going to post X amount of times and see where it goes, I think is a really awesome tip. Okay. So we always have to ask your unpopular opinion. Um, do you have an unpopular opinion on social media and marketing strategy? Um, and you, you know, you can really go for it here, whatever you want to share. Yeah, I, I would say I have a couple. When I'm coaching people that, you know, maybe they're just starting their business or they're just really kind of diving into social media and its potential there, a lot of people think that you can overpost and they say, I don't want to be spammy or I don't want to post too much and annoy people. Um, and I think that's a huge misconception because, you know, like what we mentioned earlier, people miss a lot of things. You're following a lot of people, it's easy to miss things. And so the more you can post, the better because when you get likes and comments and interactions on a post, that's going to boost its visibility to other people. So the more times you have that during the day, the more opportunity you have to grow your account, right? So it's, so the more you can post is actually the better just, is, is it, just making sure that it's like quality. Um, so I would say like a lot of people say, Oh no, no quality over, um, <laughs> over quantity. But, um, in some ways, if you believe in the content you're producing, I think quality, I think um, quantity is really, really important to, to moving your account forward with interactions that you're going to get from people. And then the other thing I would say, you know, especially with Instagram, people are tired of the perfect look, the perfect pose picture and the makeup on and the desk just organized just right. And something I've learned is that people, again, would rather see the content than a perfect picture. They just want to hear, what do you have to say? And they want to be included in your daily life when, while you're doing it more than just seeing one picture a week or something that's like perfect. Um, so I think that's a, I think that's the thing going forward. It's, there's going to be a lot more less perfect things. I feel like I've seen my account grow faster. My personal Instagram account account grow faster when I'm not as concerned about what the feed looks like. <laughs> Honestly, like people want to hear from me, my followers, they follow me for a reason. They want to, they want to hear what I have to say more than a pretty feed. 
Yeah. I love that. It's just kind of like get out of your own way. Yeah. Be more conscientious and more connected to the content you're producing rather than always the way it looks. And, um, you know, we're not production specialists. So the lighting and the coloring and the editing of the photo and all that, unless you're a photographer, your content should mean more than that stuff. And so, yeah. So stop worrying about those things that, that are holding you back from reaching a new audience and just go for it and use your voice and, and what you have to say. I love that. I totally agree. Um, that is so awesome. Is there like anything you want to leave our listeners with in terms of kind of like maybe some rapid fire, quick tips for like social media strategy or anything that they should have in their mind when, when they leave this conversation? Yeah, I, for social media, I would say I come across a lot of people's profiles and I really can't tell what they do. Like I might notice, oh, there's some, they have something to do with fitness, but I can't really tell what exactly it is. And so in my opinion, having your bio really clear in what you do and what you offer, and then also having a website that people can link over to, to really get a clear snapshot of what you do, right? So, cause a post get lost and sometimes you have to dig dig through different posts to find out and piece together what these people do. But if you have an easy link to click over and then you get a clear snapshot of what they do, that just creates so much more clarity for people and people are easy or people can hop on board with what you're doing and maybe even click follow because they understand more clearly what you offer and what you do. And so personally, in I view it as social media is awareness for your brand. It's reaching a new audience. It's collecting, you know, different connections and stuff. And then your website is really a place where you can um, have that relationship with people, get them on your email list, connect with them more deeply. Um, and that's where you can actually start selling your product and stuff. I always, I, I never like to say like sell on your social media because I feel like social media is more like that handshake, that awareness. And then your website and your email list can be more of like a conversion to sale, more of a relationship in that way. So I think having a website is really important, even though you have social media. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for all your time and for being here. We're going to link um, everywhere to find you on the show notes, but you're super easy to find because you have a unique name just like I do. <laughs> so yeah, I love yeah, that. And then I also wanted to say that um, I do have a special code for your, your people if they're interested and need help with the website. We have 15% off. Thank you. That is so awesome. We're so grateful. Um, yeah. So you guys go check her out, head to the show notes. So here's the thing podcast.com, or you can go directly to her, to promises website at go live hq.co. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you for show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to, so here's the thing podcast.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode.